the first time I moved here. It felt so new and calm and exciting at the same time. Mm-hmm. It was like there is something new and I can do whatever I want. It was a good feeling. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Right Feeling Podcast. So it's been a crazy few weeks around the world, uh, just with the coronavirus spreading everywhere and the quarantines and the self-isolation. It does, for me, feel a bit like the beginnings of a dystopia in many ways, but I hope that in all this chaos and insanity, um, that it's not getting to you too much. It's just kind of hard. I don't know about you, but I I tend to not necessarily plan my life out, but at least to make plans, you know, go see my friends or my family. But uh, with everything on hold, everything's kind of in the gray right now. So yeah, just a lot of time with myself and (laughs) and, uh, Skype dates with my friends. And I think that's really helpful in these times of isolation. And actually, I think that's the only positive outcome really from all of this is that it's actually bringing together more people virtually. I don't know about you, but with my friends, we usually have, you know, our daily lives, our daily routines. So we sometimes have to coordinate our schedules to find time to talk to one another. But now with everybody just in quarantine at home, it's been much easier to just call each other. And I can highly recommend having some Skype streaming movie nights or something, or just even cooking with your friends and your family. Otherwise, I I do hope that you are keeping safe and that any more vulnerable members of your family are okay. In the spirit of self-isolation, today's episode is just going to be between you and me. I've been meaning to record this episode for a few weeks now because I had been traveling, well, before the quarantines, quite a bit and I had some realizations that I think are really worth the share. So... To start off, I want to ask you the question, are you happy with yourself? Are you proud of the person that you've become? So I know that the answer to this question is not going to be a straightforward yes or no. It's definitely much more nuanced. But for me, this question really came at a point in my life where I I think I really needed the life audit To give you context, for my birthday, I went to Prague for a solo trip. And I mean, I always really enjoyed traveling alone. Also, of course, traveling with my friends. But I think there's something really unique about traveling alone and how you discover aspects about yourself that you wouldn't be able to otherwise. I mean, you really have to find yourself and your own space in the place that you are in, right? Especially if you don't know anybody and you don't know the culture, you don't know the language. It's very interesting to experience those challenges and figuring things out for yourself. There's a lot of independency there. And that was something that I really, really missed because I hadn't done a solo trip for a pretty long time. And for my birthday, I really wanted to celebrate my life alone. (laughs) Sounds a bit crazy, but I suppose I was in a bit of a soul search because the last few months I've been feeling a little bit more lost with who I was and what I wanted. And I think a large part of that probably was due to um, just being in a, you know, romantic relationship with my partner at the time. And I think it's quite normal when you're in a loving and committed relationship to be so invested and you grow so much with a person that you end up losing a part of yourself 
And so, again, to give you context, I had been traveling around a little bit because I felt that I needed to remember who I, I was on my own, like outside of my relationship. And it really, really helped because that's where this question of are you happy with yourself came to my mind when I was just sitting in the plaza watching the astronomy clock in Prague. So I don't know about your answer, but for me, a smile broke across my face because I realized that I actually am happy with who I've become just in comparison to, to who I used to be and the character that I've built over the years and also the life that I've built for myself. I'm really happy with the kind of daughter and sister I am, the kind of friend that I've become and also the partner that I've grown into. And now thinking back, I find it very interesting that I put my happiness with myself in a relational context to the people that are in my life. But that makes complete sense, actually, because I could not be who I am today without the people in my life. My friends and my family and my partners have impacted me so much that I also want to be able to give back to them and add to their life in the ways that I can. And that's obviously through my, my character, through my decisions and how attentive I am to them, how much I keep in contact with them, which I actually could improve on. Um, <laughs> so I guess, again, this quarantine is good for both me and my friends, both ways. <laughs> but yeah, I mean... Even though, for the most part, I was very proud, and I am very proud of who I've become, there are also aspects of me that I am unhappy with. You know, I think that's going to always be the case because otherwise we would find ourselves to be perfect, and that's definitely not the case, you know. So it's also okay if you have aspects of yourself that you're unhappy with, or even if your answer is no. It's just important to not get stuck in that unhappiness because I think... To be unhappy with yourself, in actuality, it's good to recognize that because it just means that you want to develop, you want to grow. You have this vision of who you want to become, whether or not that vision is clear or, or blurry, but you have it. And it's just about figuring out who it is that you want to become and making decisions to move you towards that. So it's important to not wallow in, in being unhappy with yourself, but use it as a guide to figure out who it is that you want to be, you know? And so I suppose the point that I'm trying to make here is that I wish we we looked at ourselves in a more positive light more and stopped being so harsh on ourselves. I mean, I think it's important to be harsh with ourselves so that we can grow, but I think that sometimes to be a little bit more gentle with ourselves is really important for our self-happiness, obviously, and our ability to feel fulfilled in our lives. Just think of a very basic example of body image. If you struggle with your body image now in the present, you might think, oh man, I used to be so fit. I really let myself go now. And then you're constantly aiming for, I want to look that thin or that fit again, but you're thinking of it in terms of the future. And so often people can't appreciate their body in the present, right? As it is now. But it's funny because even in the past, we might not have been appreciative of our body in the state that it was in the past. You know, there was always something to nitpick and there is always something to nitpick. And I mean, again, this is just a very basic example, but I think that this example shows how, how sometimes we can lose ourselves in the past and the future while we are living in the present. And I think this is why the question of, are you happy with the person that you have become 
is so interesting because it really grounds you in the reality of now. Obviously, there's a delicate balance because in the aspect of becoming who you want to be, you have this comparison with who you are now, right? So there is this kind of progression, but it's just so important to appreciate yourself now. Otherwise, we're always just chasing after something that will never actually satisfy us because it's always a chase. It's never a contentment with where you are. So to be able to be happy with yourself is just so important because at the end of the day, you're the only one who's going to be with you for the rest of your life. There will be people that come, there will be people that go, but at the end of the day, it's actually just you. I mean, you might have a partner that you fall asleep and wake up to, but still, that partner could potentially leave, and then it's just you. And so I think that oftentimes if we base our happiness off of somebody else and we can't rely on ourselves as a foundation of our own happiness, I think that's where we get into very dangerous territory because we become too dependent on somebody else to bring us a sense of happiness in life, to bring us this sense of fulfillment. Even though I think that's equally as important to have people in your life that bring you happiness, it's even more important to be happy with yourself and to be able to be alone and be happy is just a foundation upon which others can build a collaborative happiness on. And I think once you reach a point where you are happy with yourself, the way that you interact with the world around you will vastly change. I think your happiness with yourself is not just isolated to yourself. There's a particular energy that I think people who are happy with themselves, who are happy with their lives, have about them. And there's this attraction people gravitate towards and it's very infectious. So this is why I, I think that there's a greater impact in our self-happiness and our fulfillment than just in our own life because to be able to be happy with yourself, oftentimes that also is a result of like, are you happy with the decisions that you've made? And the decisions that we make are a reflection of ourselves and the reflection of our character and what we believe in and what we want the world around us to, to become. And so our decisions affect the relationships that we have. This is not necessarily to say that your decision is going to affect everybody in the world or it's going to have a huge impact, but it could. It very well could. I mean, maybe, you know, what you had for breakfast won't really make such an impact on, on other people, but maybe making the decision to have breakfast, if you have low blood sugar, keeps you more energetic throughout the day. It also changes your mood, and then it affects the way that you interact with people, and then you might smile at a stranger who's had a really shitty day, and then that makes their day. You know, like, you just, you never know what impact your decision could have. This is why it's so important to be able to stand by your decisions. I'm just thinking right now of the movie Mr. Deeds, starring Adam Sandler. And it's a movie, I think, from the early 2000s. And if you've never watched it, spoiler alert, basically a very short synopsis is that Mr. Deeds, Adam Sandler, is from a small town somewhere in the Midwest. And he's the only living relative of his late uncle who just passed away but his very rich late uncle who owns a media company. And I think it was like $40 billion or something like that. And so Mr. Deeds inherits all of this. 
But then there was the the old vice president under his uncle that's the bad guy, and he's been trying to to steal his uncle's company from Mr. Deeds so that he can build his own wealth. Because his plan was to take the company, break it up amongst shareholders, and so then the shareholders would also profit off. But he would also profit off because he would be the 51% majority shareholder, which would make him millions and millions of dollars. But breaking up the company would also mean 20,000 people losing their livelihoods. Mr. Deeds, of course, doesn't stand for breaking up this company because he doesn't want people to be losing their jobs and um, having this afflict their families. And so, long story short, Mr. Deeds, near the end of the film, it was at the shareholder meeting when they were going to break up the company, goes up onto the podium and he starts talking directly to the shareholders, asking them, if the kid version of themselves would be proud of who they are or would they want to beat them up for becoming the people that they've become, aka jerks. And he managed to convince all the shareholders except for the evil vice president to keep the company together and to keep the livelihoods of 20,000 people off of that premise alone of whether or not they can actually be proud of that decision that they make through the lens of their younger, more naive selves. And I think there's really something to that because I think to look at ourselves through the eyes of who we used to be when we were more naive, when things were more simple, you know, when all we had to really think about was our homework and when it would be that way you get to play with our other friends, when we're thinking about the potential future when we would become firefighters and policemen and doing good for the, the world around us. Yeah, I think there's something very special to looking at ourselves through those eyes because it brings us back to a sense of being naive, a sort of innocence in how we're exploring the world around us and how we want that world to be good, for humanity to be good. I mean, however you define good and bad when you were younger and however you define good and bad now. I mean, of course, I'm not saying that that's the only way to look at ourselves and how we've grown. And obviously, when I was a child, I did not think that I wanted to be a science communicator or create documentaries about sexual harassment of women in Mexico. But to have that kind of childish spirit in you and to meld that together with a realistic understanding of the world around us, I think is incredibly important for the kind of people that we want to be and the kind of impact that we want to have in the world around us. And I think ultimately all of this plays into a sense of fulfillment in your own life and a sense of contentment with who you are. And I think there's a, there's a very important differentiation I need to make here, which is there's a difference between being happy with the person and the character that you are and have versus being happy with the achievements that you've made. I mean, I do think that the achievements and what you've built for yourself is important for life fulfillment, but I suppose I just want to make this differentiation because I'm just thinking about, you know, powerful politicians, bankers, people in industry, just people who have a lot of weight in society and who often pride themselves on on their accomplishments, on how far they've come as a politician or how much power that they've gained, right? But then how many people did they have to exploit or step on? What kind of person did they have to become to get that achievement? 
accomplished. So, yeah. <laughs> um, I just want to wrap up by asking you one more time. Are you happy with yourself? Are you proud of who you've become? And if not, if there are aspects of yourself that you're unhappy with, what are you going to do about it? So yeah, that's it for this podcast episode. And if you found this episode at all helpful, and if you've thought of somebody that could use this question in their life, definitely pass it on and share it. Anyway, guys, I will leave you here and I can't wait to feel the feels with you in the next episode.